Well, hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul, the space to deepen your inner awakening and activate your highest expression. And I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, and I'm so grateful that you are here on this planet and tuning in to this show. And I know we have a lot of new listeners around the world, so I want to say hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. In the words of my beloved teacher Ramdas, we are all walking each other home and we find ourselves in one another's stories. And so that's exactly what today's dose really is. This is a fairly personal uh, episode to release because it was a dance and a balance between my guest Christine Lang, medical intuitive, incredible soul channel, author and energy healer. And uh, this conversation, we were weaving some channeling with me and my spirit that definitely had some things to say, as well as then her guiding you, the listener, and of course I'm included, um, in some really cool prompts and nudges so that we can learn to listen to our spirit as well. Um, But before we dive into some of the key themes, I want to let you know about a couple of things. Number one is... Um, if you have been around the show for a while and you have not yet left a review, if you would be willing to honor us, me and my guest, uh, by taking the time to support the show in that way, it's the most effective way you can do so. And you can do it on any pod player that you are listening to me from right now. You simply hit pause, scroll down to probably the bottom of the page on your screen, and then there should be a prompt to not only add a rating, and hopefully we've earned a five star, but also a written review, and we'd really appreciate both. And then don't forget to hit submit. And then what that does is it lets the algorithms um, do their magic by letting those who need to know about Fire and Soul discover it um, by saying, hey, (laughs) you may like Fire and Soul. And so I really appreciate it. If you can do it, of course, sharing this show with whomever you feel called to share it with that you think might benefit from it would be so deeply appreciated. And then finally, If you enjoy watching shows on YouTube and you weren't aware that Fire and Soul was over there, we are. It's still a baby growing audience, but I love what we are creating over there. The community feels really good. It's only been just a few months, um, but it feels really stable and deep and yummy. And so that is not at Fire and Soul name. It's at my name. And so I'll spell that for you for those of you who maybe knew or maybe knew how, never knew how to spell my name. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, S as in Sam, O-R-R-O. And uh, I always load when I'm on with a guest and I do that with my team and I want to give Mark a really special shout out because he's just been so amazing to have on the team. He's been around for like, what, six months now? Anyway, hello, Mark. And, um, and then you might also want to know about a weekly live stream show that I just started called Emergence and that is happening on Wednesdays. Uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific here in California time. And uh, that is where I just felt really called to flip the paradigm of what we're all going through and and um, sort of, you know, a lot of us focus on, and I know I have in the past, um, on how hard and shadowy and, and egoic, you know, this awakening can be and peeling back the dense, dark layers and patterns and, you know, all of that stuff. And all of that is true and I am here for it all. But I also want to honor the truth of what is happening, which is the emergence of our divine self, our truest, most authentic selves, our divine spark, if you will. And there's a lot of different ways that we could refer to that or how we would resonate with um, our truest 
identity. And so um, if that speaks to you, then you can catch us on Wednesdays. Either way, I would love to see you over there. So definitely let me know when you are there by saying hi in the chat. Now I'm going to pivot to today's conversation. This is a really special one. I enjoyed every moment of it. I felt so full after. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to hear a lot. (laughs) As mentioned, it's a real dance between my spirit that had lots to chat about, felt very spunky and chipper, and and Christina's just cool. And, um, And also the other part about this was, you know, there were some things that got said uh, from her as an, as the intuitive that she is that, um, really shifted me, changed me. Um, I, I let in to, uh, yeah, to open me in certain areas. And so I just want to say, you're going to hear some of that and it's really honest and it's vulnerable and, and I was willing to receive And so I wanted to share that up front (laughs) because this conversation feels personal in some moments and I didn't want to edit any of it out. Some of the main themes that we cover that I loved, first of all, is how to hear your spirit. And and then I wanted to know uh, what Christine's distinction was between soul, ego, and spirit And I love what she had to share about that, how to cleanse your energetic field and soothe your nervous system, how to shield your energy anywhere, everywhere, highway, supermarket, DMV, you name it. I've been using that tool or practice every single day, multiple times a day without being afraid, but just sealing myself up, right? So that I am no longer allowing what is not mine into my field, which brings us into another main theme that we, um, we explored, which is self-healing and spiritual courage, which then lends itself to the overarching theme, uh, the bridge of this conversation, which is riding the cosmic wave. And just a little bit more background on Christine, although she shares about it um, at the beginning of our conversation. She is a medical intuitive energy healer and author and executive coach for over 20 years now, both in private sessions and in groups. I would recommend anyone who feels called or is inspired in any way, listen to the nudge because your spirit will be talking to you. And actually, as I say that, my whole energetic field started to activate. So that felt really important to share with you. Um, And she's actually affordable. So what a gift. Um, And get her while you can because she's got a book coming out and she's going to explode onto the scene. And I know it. Um, Anyway, she was a young lawyer when she... uh, I was just tired of being plagued by constant allergies and uh, it was there in that moment that led her to not only hearing the call on her soul that she had heard way back as a young child, but uh, decided to really honor that and uh, this, this work became her mission and I'm just so grateful that she listened. Anyway, she's been a very beautiful guide and um, friend in my life. And we didn't stop there with more gifts for you. She recorded a special channeled message that's yours for free. I'll link it in the show notes. It's called Uncovering the Messages Within Symptoms. You are going to love it. You're going to love this whole conversation. So without further ado, Soul Fam, please listen to my conversation with Christine Lang, How to Hear Your Spirit and Ride the Cosmic Wave. Oh 
my goodness, Christine, I'm really happy that you are here. We've been talking a lot before I hit record, and I'm so excited for my audience and for our viewers to get to know you. So welcome to Fire and Soul. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to talking to you. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. And, you know, I kind of tease a little bit, especially for those of you catching this on the YouTube. You know, I was recently invited as a guest speaker, and you were invited as a guest as well for uh, TLC, the Transformation Leadership Council. And we were in New Orleans together, and that's how we connected, although you connected to my energy long before I actually connected with you in the physical. But you are the person that I have talked about a couple of times now that helped me clear my energy that night, oh, coming yes, back yes. from the bar slash restaurant slash club thing happening on Bourbon Street and um, or in the French Quarter, wherever we were, and um, <laughs> and you helped clear. So I want to just kind of drop in right there of how you okay. learned how to do that. And we're going to circle back to what happened for me in the hotel lobby in that point. But I okay. mean, you went to USC law school for goodness sakes. And now here you are one of the most beautiful channels, authentic, high integrity, about to be explosive on the scene with your, your book that's about to come out. And so how did you discover your gifts in the first place? Well, I, you know, I, I sort of roll my eyes when people say, oh, I always knew from the time I was two years old, I was super special because that was not my story at all. I was raised like a regular human <laughs> muggle, you know, out in the regular world, taught to worship, you know, money and power, like, like most people. And I went to law school in Southern California and in, in law school, I developed allergies and it wasn't asthma, but it was upper respiratory, just constant runny nose, blowing my nose, sneezing. I sounded like the sick kid all the time, which was obnoxious. <laughs> And back then it was before the days of Zyrtec and the things that they have now that are non-drowsy. So my options were take Benadryl and drink Diet Coke to stay alive, to stay mm. awake in my classes or walk around with a box of tissues. Mm. And after a while, I was like, that's enough. There's gotta be something else. And I started studying what was then called alternative medicine. And I started studying homeopathy and working with homeopathic remedies. I got rid of about 50% of my allergies. And wow. as you know, the universe will leave a little trail of red crumbs for you. So I'm like, okay, I'm on the right path. And I made the link between my stress and allergies, more stress, more allergies. So I started mm -hmm. doing Tai Chi and yoga and eventually learned to meditate when I started studying Buddhism and Taoism. And in my Tai Chi instructor at one point said, you should learn Reiki because, you know, you're seeing energy. I'm like, no, I'm a lawyer. I don't do woo-woo. I'm not seeing energy. <laughs> so <laughs> she convinced me. And when I took the class and I offered my friends an energy treatment, I would say, well, let me come home, take off my lawyer suit to change channels in my brain and just sit and meditate just to, you know, go from one, one mode to another. And when I would do that, I would hear a word or a phrase and mm. I would usher it out and it would float back in. And I would know it was about the friend I was about to give energy to. And so finally I got up the nerve and I mentioned it to the friend as I'm giving her energy and her eyes flew open and she's like, how do you know that? That just happened this morning. I'm like, how do I know that? And I realized I'm getting it. I'm getting information from somewhere. Mm. And the second or third time it happened, there was a different friend. And she's like, who are you talking to, to get this information? I said, I don't know. And when she left, I went back upstairs and sat in my meditation chair and connected. And I just said, who am I speaking with? And this voice said, welcome home. And tears were streaming down my face. Mm -hmm. And it was my spirit. And she said, this is who you came here to be, get ready. Mm -hmm. And I would just sit in meditation for three or four hours a day. And she would say, this is what I'm gonna show you when somebody has compromised lungs. This is what I'm gonna show you when the joint starts to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. This is how stress will manifest in some people in their throat. And she just started kind of training me to see the trail of damage based on how people internalize their stress. Mm -hmm. And that was like 30 years ago. And so- 
my friends got better and they told their friends and a practice was born and I, I left the practice of law and for the last 26 years have been teaching people how to help themselves. But I've also been the translator between people's spirits. And there's a, my, my spirit always says your, your ego mind yells and your spirit whispers. Oh, so I'm so giving good. voice to people's spirit. And so in a session or in my classes, I'm the translator for people's spirits. It's so beautiful. I'm writing notes right now because there's so much that's already come through. I'm like, wait, I need to pick up that thread and that thread and that thread. <laughs> Giving voice to your spirit. Um, so good. Okay. So a couple questions, because I know sure. this must be on the minds of people watching or listening. You've referenced your spirit is female or feminine. Is there a reason mm -hmm. for that? Only just to, just to eliminate confusion. So if, if you're interested in this, if you are listening to this podcast, you've had hundreds of lifetimes. So you have been male and female multiple times. You have been every skin color. You've been all of it, right? You want it. We want to sample all the goodness. So I will just refer to the, whatever gender the person has incarnated with this time and identifies with, mm -hmm. then I will just refer to your spirit with that same pronoun, just so you're not confused. Okay. Right. So Who good. I'm Thank you. With. Perfect. My spirit definitely feels very female and you've said that she is. So there it is, but, yes, but, it, there. but it's probably genderless is my guess because spirit is, it does yes. not have right. Or it's integrated with both. Right. And I would say if you go kind of up high enough, right. If I'm talking to your spirit and, and we get into like your guides and they really feel non, there's no gender there, yeah. right. The higher the vibration the more neutral it gets. That makes so much sense. Okay. My other question was, and this might be what you would consider advanced, but I know my audience is ready for it. Um, okay. What is the distinction between spirit and soul? So if you picture your soul as a beam of divine light coming down and it's going to incarnate. And so it's given a body and mm -hmm. it's given an ego mind, which is like a blank hard drive. And you pick your parents based on what you want, what kind of programming you want in that hard drive, right? So it's like, I want scarcity. So I'm going to pick parents that go bankrupt twice, right? Or I want that. So we choose our parents based on how we want to get our ego mind programmed. But where the soul and the ego mind overlap is your spirit. So you can mm -hmm. think of it as like 75% your soul and 25% your ego mind. So it has your personality. When I connect to someone's spirit, like someone like you, your spirit will talk really fast and chatty. And somebody who's who's really shy or very methodical, their spirit will lay things out to me almost in outline form, mm -hmm. right? And so there's really some of your personality is, is a reflection of your spirit, your soul. Okay, my follow-up question on this, because now I'm curious is my spirit always the same, irrespective of the incarnation, color of my skin, where I live on the planet, whatever? Like, in other words, does my spirit always talk fast in all my lives? Or is that just no. this life? That's this life. So it's personality so, dependent. Yes, that's that's that 20 or 25% mm -hmm. of your spirit that is ego infused. So sense. if I'm, I don't really work as a medium per se, but if somebody's dead relative comes in and, and talks to me, I will, of course, convey the message. And, and how I know how to describe, oh, well, there's a woman here and she's wearing a lot of hats and she's carrying two cats. And like, oh, that's Aunt Sophie. She loved cats. She lived in France. Blah, blah. And so there's enough of the, of the residue of that mm -hmm. ego that gets infused in the spirit. And then once she crosses over and fully and is you know in spirit form for a long time, she may decide to drop that piece and reincarnate again somewhere else. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Oh, this is so good. All right. Now let's circle back <laughs> to when I really became super aware of your gifts because I got to experience it in real time. I'll share the story briefly. I, we were okay. walking all of us about, I don't know what, 50, 60 of us from TLC or as yeah. many wanted to go to a, 
a restaurant that was loud with live music and food. And a lot of people love that vibe. I knew it was going to be tough for my sensitive system. And also I've been living a lot like a spiritual hermit for about two and a half years and enjoying that for the first time. Um, Almost resonating with the term introvert, even though I'm not, you know, so it's just been a big shift for me to say the least. And, um, but I knew that I would just suck it up and go. Cause that was the right thing that I thought I should do. And and then about an hour in, I realized I am maxed out. Like I felt yeah. so good going there. Cause I had all that beautiful, vibrant, expansive energy. And all of a sudden I just felt like I was, um, like closing in on myself. My energy was getting yeah. smaller and darker and, and actually sad, but I don't say anything because I'm like, it's just me. Maybe I'm being sensitive and I don't know. And, and right. then we walk back and I see you doing a clearing from our mutual friend. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, I need that. I need that. <laughs> and that must've been my spirit saying, I need that. Cause I didn't yes. know what you were. Yes. I, I Obviously I believe in all this stuff. I've experienced this stuff, but I didn't know you. And I didn't know exactly what you were doing. I was like, can I have one too? <laughs> and yeah. you turned yes. around and I'll now leave it for you to share of what you experienced when you turned around and you experienced me. Yeah. So when, when what you said is, can I have that too? Because I'm, I feel, I feel, I feel, and you were about to cry. And I said, you don't have to cry because it's somebody else's grief sitting on you. And I could see this gray cloud sitting on your lungs and we store grief in our lungs. Right. So I knew by where it landed on you, where you were holding it and carrying Mm -hmm. it, that it, that we don't us energetically sensitive people. And I know you say you, maybe you're going from extrovert to introvert. And I prefer to think of it on the spectrum of how energetically sensitive and open are you? Yeah. When we walked in there, I was like, Oh, I am way too open for this crowd. Right. Because alcohol sort of loosens people's, you know, boundaries and walls that they have and all their stuff starts seeping out and, and it's just, it's messier. (laughs) And so those sort of loud environments where everybody's kind of pushing at the energy, it's just, you can pick up a lot of stuff there. And you had picked up somebody's grief and you'd picked up several other things that were sort of, they look like these black blobs on you energetically. Mm. So I just connected your energy to mine and steady you, steadied you and then just started removing that energy off and cleared it off quickly. And you went, oh, and it was like, and now she's back to her. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you got to have your own energy back, right? And it, it wasn't it, being kind of polluted with this other stuff. It's true. It, it, I had never actually experienced that in that way. It felt like you were taking leeches off of me. And every yeah. time you like one, like, like peel it off, like I was just like, oh, it was like, I was a little yeah. lighter again. And then, um, yeah, it definitely helped me. And there were some other weird things going on in the room. And we all know New Orleans has a lot of sort of dynamic energy to say the least, but yes. I, I wasn't aware at that point, just how Swiss cheesy I was operating in the world, which then you <laughs> let me know, like, yes, you cannot do that. Your light. And so I would like for you to share what you were sharing with me that I also know can be a beautiful teaching for our listeners and viewers, because I believe we have a lot of highly sensitive, um, evolved beings that listen, right? Multiple lives, many, many lives. And so we are ready for what we know is coming, right? And like, we're very aware we want to be a part and contribute on some way into the new earth, golden age era, all of that, which I know you stand for as well. But yet, we can't do it if we're incapacitated energetically, if we're compromised yeah, you- energetically. And so that is the gift that you get to, sh- to to help us self-heal, protect, and and then prepare for what we really came yeah. here for in the first place. Well, and to be able to clear yourself when you pick up stuff that isn't yours. Yes. Because right? all it does is limit you. It doesn't even benefit the other person necessarily. But, but can we stop right there? How does someone know yeah. if they've picked anything up? So, So how you'll know is by paying attention to how you feel. Right. I know if I go to the grocery store and I don't shield my energy, 
and I get in the car and I'm driving home and I'm yawning and I'm, I'm like, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. How am I this tired? I'm like, oh, because I'm carrying these heavier vibrations on me. Interesting. Right? And our body will register those, those denser, heavier energies that we might think of as negative energies or sadness or frustration or any of the negative emotions. The energy that accompanies those is denser and heavier. So when your, when your vibration starts lowering, your brain assumes, oh, well, we usually vibrate pretty high. If we're, if we're dropping, we must be really tired. This is and so, so your brain registers that as I'm tired. So I feel tired, I feel heavy, or I feel negative. People who say, wow, all of a sudden I just got in a bad mood or I got a really dark outlook on something. And I'm like, well, let's, let's clear your energy. And then it's like, bing, their energy rises right back up. Yeah. Right. Let me so, add something. I'm going to add yeah. something to that just to give context here and to put a story to this that I am literally like, wow, that just happened to me. So I'm <laughs> learning from your brilliance of weaving this for me. I joined a choir and there's about 200 people in this choir. And I, I'm so excited to be in this choir. I'm not the greatest singer, but that's the whole point. You don't need to have any experience. There's no auditions. Like the only rule is no shaming of anyone and especially yourself. Right. right? And I love it. And so um, we had our second rehearsal last week and I'm like, you know, third row center, like singing loud and proud. And, you know, and I know I, I can be free because no one's supposed to be judging how I sound. So I'm really free and I'm moving my body and I'm literally feeling so fun. And so, and I turn around and I see arms crossed. And I see like, they won't look at me. They certainly won't have eye contact with me. And I, and I got, I was like, oh, am I being too much? Like, I thought, I thought we were supposed to have fun, right? So my little girl was like confused, my little like divine inner child. And so then I actually was like, okay, just don't, just, just be a good girl, right? And I started yawning like crazy for the next hour. And I'm like, it's like seven o'clock. Like I'm, I, and I'm gonna be, so, so I was having a somatic yeah. response and as I was reacting to the environment of a lot of people and I was allowing for their energy to impact me and I didn't even know it. And it was expressing through, through yawn. Is that what you're saying is possible? Yeah. Well, two things are happening there. One, okay. you're, you're picking up their lower vibration of their frowny, right? Their frowniness is their own like rah, 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 kind of energy. But also if their arms are crossed and they're sort of glaring at you, now they're sending you negative energy. Yeah, they did not like me being free and happy at all. Right. Well, and and you've heard there's a hundred different versions of that this statement, but you know your light is going to make people who are a little darker unhappy. Yeah. Right. It feels it it's too much of a gap for them, and it makes yeah. them uncomfortable. And so then, especially as women, we learn oh turn down your light because you don't want to be too much. Right. right? And yeah. so instead of go find the people who are happy and vibrating just like you are, right? Which is what more and more of us are doing now. Of like, oh, instead of just making myself small enough that I don't threaten anybody, I'll go find other empowered, brilliantly sparkly people to hang out with where I can, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. So if you hold your vibe steady enough, you can attract that tribe to you. But it's also noticing when you're not and going, okay, how do I shield myself and clear myself? And I refer to it as practicing good energy hygiene mm -hmm. because your physical body is drawing energy from your energy field all the time. And so if that energy is compromised, it just, it lowers the vibrational quality of what you're pulling into your body. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So there, there are studies that are done of people who work in hospitals are sick more often. They're like, well, yeah, we're around germs all day. Like, yeah, but people who work in prisons are sick much more often. People who work at the DMV are sick much more often. People who work at places where there's a lot of negative energy get sick more often. Because their energy field, I would describe it as their energy field is so filled with negative energy that it's compromising the energy that goes into their body each day. Mm. So now they just live in a weakened state. 
which of course weakens your immune system. Yeah. And then you are susceptible to virtually anything. And then if you match that with any level of stress, well, now you just are like, it's going to compound it. Right. Exactly. Okay. I interrupted you and it felt like important because we're like giving so much more context and texture to this amazing. So we're only 20 minutes in and I love it. (laughs) Um, Let's go back to your like, okay, first be aware of your own energy. Cause I was like, how do we know we're Swiss cheese? How do we even become conscious to our own auric or subtle body fields? And I'm not even sure I'm languaging that correctly. So (laughs) so help me out because I'm learning. I would just say, if you're interested in all this kind of thing, right? Whether it's energy healing, you know, any sort of spiritual journey, you are an older soul. Now, the neat thing about older souls is they vibrate larger, right? They're in a more expansive field. They vibrate higher. So if you think of the different vibrational states of water at its lowest thing, it's frozen in an ice cube and then it's tepid water and then it's boiling water and then it's steam and the steam takes up the most space. Mm. right? It's the highest vibration. So we as humans have evolved the same way. We've all had hundreds of lifetimes. So if you think of it like kindergarten through 12th grade, we've all had the elementary school lifetimes where we thought it was really smart to go carjack and steal the car we wanted and hit the guy on the head because you wanted to take his, his lawnmower or whatever those physical level lessons were. And then we had maybe 60 lifetimes under our belt. And now we're middle schoolers and we really don't want things. We get the physical rules. You can't do that. Now we want things to make sense mentally and we want to follow these mental rules. And that's where organized religion can come in and, and different things. And And then we get up to be in middle school, end of middle school, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And we're like, okay, now I've had a hundred lifetimes. Now I want things to make sense emotionally. This is Mm -hmm. where you might try therapy or support groups. Now you get up at, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th grade, right? 12th grade is like Gandhi and Buddha and Jesus. But we get up into the high school where we've had several hundred lifetimes. That's where your listeners are. That's where you are. Mm -hmm. Your steam, You're, you're vibrating at a higher frequency. So your molecules are literally further apart. You're energetically more sensitive, right? So a lot of Western meds are going to feel like, you know, you killed a fly with a sledgehammer, right? You just, you got the job done, but you did all this collateral damage to the floor in the meantime. So you recognizing, wow, I am different than a lot of people. It's not better or worse. It's just different because you've been a first grader and a third grader and a fifth grader. And now if you're a ninth grader, a lot of that stuff, it's, it just doesn't feel right for you anymore. It's not an energetic match. And so you can vibrate much higher and you're much more energetically sensitive. Mm. And so when you're around certain people that are vibrating lower and that are denser, they're hanging out in the bar, to use your example. They're not, they're thinking it's great because a little bit of alcohol made them feel better. They're all good. Yeah. And and you and I walked in and we, <laughs> we both looked like it was like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, how long can I do this? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's just so much and that that energy and intensity is mm. all about helping people to numb out Yeah. where if you're an energetically sensitive person, we're on the opposite end of the spectrum. There is no numbing out when you're that open. Right? So now it's just intensity hitting you waves of waves of intensity. And you can only do that for a short period of time before mm-hmm. you start to shut down. And you described it as closing in on yourself, but you start trying to close your energy field off, but you're only going to be so successful because this is who you are, right? Yeah. This expanded being. So as soon as we walked in there, I shielded myself energetically, Mm. cleansed myself of anybody's energy that wasn't mine, right? I started doing these practices through the whole walk home, back in the hotel, 
And then somebody noticed me moving my hands in a way. She's like, are you clearing yourself? Can you do that for me? And I'm like, and then all of a sudden there was a line of people that I was clearing <laughs> because you can feel that difference. And yeah, it was amazing. I, I actually have a monthly class that I just started last month to teach people how to clear their energy field, how to shield themselves, because I wish we'd all been taught that in elementary school. Oh, so right? good. Yes. Just like, here's how you take care of your energy because it's going to affect your mood, your thoughts, your emotions, and your physical health. Now, if someone is, let's just say, uh, in fifth grade, sixth grade, just to use your analogy, which I think is brilliant sure. because we can understand that, but they are listening to this podcast and maybe it's like they're about to graduate or evolve, maybe mm -hmm. even in this life, because Lord knows we can choose the timelines right now. Things are pretty yeah. tricky out there. Um, let's say they, but they are truly like at 50 lives. Can mm -hmm. they still reign supreme over their energetic field without even necessarily absolutely. knowing that they absolutely. believe in it yes yes absolutely absolutely because you know you know my my joke when i first started doing this work you know as a lawyer you just say you're a lawyer and everybody goes okay she's smart oh and she went to a top law school she's super smart right so it, it sort of spoke for me and then when i told people well i'm a medical intuitive and a soul channel they're like First of all, what is that? And were you doing, <laughs> were you, was your job doing nails last week? Right. I mean, it was just like, who knows what kind of qualifications this person has. So true. And, and they would say, well, like, does it bother you when people don't believe in what you do? And I'd say, no, because you know what happens to people who don't believe in gravity? They stick to the earth anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like I just, I just kind of go, okay, you don't believe. Right. And then sure enough, those are the people who come back later. Well, I have a frozen shoulder and I put energy in and all of a sudden they can move their shoulder and they're like, okay, tell me more. Right. It, I don't, I don't have a need for anybody to believe. And I also don't have a need for anybody to, to notice what's happening in their energy field. They'll start feeling it emotionally, mm -hmm. just like you and your spirit was like, go get help. Just go over there and ask for it. Right. Yeah. You, people will be drawn to it when they have the capability to do it. Okay. So your question sense. really is like, well, what if they're a fifth grader? And I'm like, they wouldn't be because this wouldn't resonate for them. Got it. But, but if they're a sixth or seventh grader, and we call those cuspers, right? Where they're on the edge mm -hmm. of going up to the next grade level, they might be drawn to it because they're like, you know, every time I spend time around my family of origin, which by the way, a lot of these bright light, older souls, there's only so many families you can be born into and there aren't a lot of old soul families. So a lot of people have that experience of families that are, are denser vibrating than they are. And they're mm -hmm. the odd duck. They're the weird one, right? So that that experience of well i'm not sure where i fit if you're if you're noticing feeling compromised at times mm -hmm. energetically it kind of lets you know you've had a couple hundred lifetimes you're ready for this work okay this is so good thank you there's something else that you shared with me that we're actually going to share um in the show notes as well it's about a six minute guided meditation from you do you remember the name of it you probably do i listened to it this morning i'm going to share my story about that right now but Okay. Let, let so the, the, the guide to meditation is helping you get a message from your symptoms. And, and the reason that I made this, is that the one you're referring to? Yeah. Uncovering the messages within symptoms is so yes. good. Yes. And that'll be free. And we're going to link to that. And I want everyone to listen every day if you can, and then go take your <laughs> class, which we'll talk about later. But you want to share about that? And then I'll share my experience with it because yeah. I was pretty blown away at how, at how it, I was immediately communicated with in a subtle whisper, but I knew it was truth. And I was like, oh, so like today, I mean, I'm just hydrating, which I'll explain <laughs> in a second why I'm doing that. Yeah. So I made this guided meditation because what I've learned from 26 years of, of working as, as a soul channel and a medical intuitive is that People are tend to be at war with their body in Western medicine. That's kind of our culture, right? You don't like that symptom? Take this pill. It'll suppress it, right? Just put it in the emotion crusher and push it down and it'll go away. And, 
And so we're taught to sort of be at war with our body and force it to do what we want it to do. And what mm. my spirit and all of my clients' spirits have helped me understand is that we're supposed to be in partnership with our body. Mm. And it's sort of like the old timey bulletin board where you can, where your spirit will tack up messages for you. Hey, by the way, that relationship that feels kind of heavy, it's heavy for a reason. Hey, you know, that one where you kind of get a little wobble in the in your stomach when you talk to that person, there's a reason for that, right? So those messages, if left un, unpicked up, right, uncollected will become symptoms. Mm, so everything you think of everything is starting in your central nervous system as that little wobble, right? This doesn't feel quite right. This doesn't feel so comfortable. And then we kind of ignore it because we're going along to get along, right? And we don't want to interrupt the conversation and be too much or inconvenient. And, and then it becomes a little more of a wobble and we kind of push it off to the side. And then it lodges somewhere in the body as like where it registers. Mm. Frequently has to do with the topic that it related to. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so the different areas of the body kind of be a map of, of topics in that way. But then it becomes that physical symptom as a way of saying, by the way, you should go, you should go clean that up for yourself. You should mm. go honor yourself about what was true for you in that moment, mm. right? And sometimes it's as simple as you know, you're not you're not eating enough fresh fruits and vegetables, right? It doesn't always have to be about a, a relationship or a job, or but it but it is your it is your spirit's way of giving you guidance. One of the ways that she talks to you or he talks to you mm -hmm. is through through emotion, right? Mm. Feelings of the language of the soul. And when we don't acknowledge those or act on those or take the time to really sit and be with them, then it turns into more physicality because we do give ourselves permission to notice if there's a physical thing that has to be taken care of. Mm, yeah, that's so beautifully said. Thank you for that. And it makes so much sense. But what's cool is that you're empowering us to remember that we are eighth, ninth graders, right? And that yeah. we have the capacity to know ourselves in this way. And it's, it's a little newer, you know, I think- what I love about your work and the book that you have coming out, which probably will be next year, right? 25. Yeah. Hang yeah. on and wait. Um, <laughs> but I want everyone to like gobble you up what they can now in the meantime. And it's because you're literally teaching us self-healing. Yes. You're, and, in and the and truest sense. In right? the multidimensional capacity, right? Like yes. not just the physical vessel, but like our spirit, soul, ego, higher self, like all of it goes together and all of it belongs so that I feel whole in a way where I didn't even know that wholeness could be felt in this way. Yeah. Right. What, you know, the, the newer cars that have those it beeps when you go out of your lane, mm -hmm. think of your body that way. Mm. When you get a symptom, it's going beep, 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 beep. You need to course correct in some way. Yeah. And it could just be, you need sleep mm -hmm. or it could be, you know, your boss is really crossing a lot of boundaries, asking you to work every night right? Mm -hmm. It's, there's some way that your body is signaling to you. We need a little course correction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So I'll give a little context um, to how this helped me, this particular guided meditation um, that we're going to share uncovering the messages within symptoms. Um, I started to feel like I was getting sick about three days ago, if I recall correctly, two and a half days ago. And it was now that I really connect the dots. It was after a pretty hard conversation on a zoom with someone I'm in business with. And it just, it doesn't feel the way we'd probably both love for it to feel right now. We're just in one right. of those seasons of trying to figure things out and alchemize what we can. And, um, and then that night I, I was like, oh man, I'm going down. And normally I don't get sick. So I can usually nip it with chlorine dioxide or ivermectin or all the things that I use in my arsenal or homeopathic right. stuff or whatever. 
and um, the headache was getting worse, migraine. And then yesterday the headache was all day. And then last night I was like, oh my God, I'm going out of town Thursday night. I got to wrap up this launch, like all the pressure, right? And it was also the fourth launch and then TLC. It was just a big, 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 like four weeks. And yeah. um, so this morning it was like 6 a.m. Wasn't even light out. And my spirit said, go get Christine's guided meditation because I hadn't heard it yet. And okay. so I did, and I played it in my dark bedroom um, on speaker. And the message that came through was, and I know there's more, but you're dehydrated and you're very, very tired. <laughs> so just, it's like, you're not getting sick. Don't worry. And then yeah. I shared with you in a text, this is what happened. And you're like, yeah, there's also a little bit more going on. So if you're okay with it, you know, and then you share with me <laughs> later what, what you saw. And I was like, it was the conversation. It was, it was this person that it's just feeling heavy right now. Right. But isn't it wild how much we can dismiss or deny what our body's trying to express to us? Like, Hey, this is out of balance. Yeah. Like your body's always saying, Hey, I could help. Hey, I could help. I could help you clue in. And, and like for you, I can hear your spirit right now. Sorry. I'm assuming I have your permission. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I can hear your spirit saying, you're emotionally weary. Mm. So she wants to be more specific about tired. Yes, your body is giving you the message you're tired, but it's beyond needing physical sleep. Yes, yeah. Oh, when I'm you understand nine hours that you're, a night, it's emotional and spiritual, yeah. to be honest. It's a spiritual exhaustion. Well, and and what I would say is it's, I don't mean to make you, you wrong, but the, really there isn't such a thing of spiritual exhaustion. There is mental exhaustion and, and emotional exhaustion. And the mental comes when we don't understand what we're supposed to be doing spiritually. Right? Here we go. And then that's it gets it. labeled as yes. spiritual exhaustion and people's spirits go, that's not right. Oh, that was like tired, a $1,000 right? <laughs> session right there. Like that was so worth it, but that's exactly what it was. And then like today, literally, I think when I just hit the threshold of like, I'm done being confused. Like I, I, I'm doing deep work and what I, you know what I mean? It's like, I know there's something else calling me forward. And it's like, come on, please tell me, please show me. Right. And literally today after your meditation, and then I did another podcast, I was like, I got it. Uh, and yeah. that's what you and I talked about before. And I'm going to wait. Cause I'm going to, I want to unveil some really cool offerings, yeah. but I'm like, right. When I was like, I feel exhausted. What more do I, you know, I was like, and it was like, then the clarity came anyway. So that's what it was. It was like, she's just weary and also the state of the world and, and, um, and being a leader right. and being very out there in this space. And I know you get it. Cause this is your world too. Like, yeah. We need to know that we're not here to take care of everyone. I, it's not my job to fix anyone or to heal anyone. We can't, right. but it's like just to offer as much as I can and then to let it go and let God. My, my spirit has a saying for me where she's like, stay in your swim lane. Mm -hmm. And she said, I will try to make my, you know, a picture like an Olympic pool with all those lanes. And she's like, you'll keep trying to make your lane wider and wider to take care of all the people you care about. Mm -hmm. and, and you're putting these other people in your swim lane, but then energetically you're carrying them on your shoulders. And then you get really exhausted really fast. Mm -hmm. And for so many women, we were raised to be the nurturers. And so it's really hard to know where that line is energetically. Mm -hmm. And so when a new client comes to me and it's some, for something medical, I always say, send me a photo and two sentences about your symptom, because I always say, ask, do I have a role to play? And if I hear mm. no, this is, they do better with an acupuncturist, I will be honest and, and tell a person, but I've adopted that into the whole rest of my life. So somebody tells me about, you know, this cause or that cause or this person that really needs to break up with their boyfriend. And, and I just feel into the center of my chest, do I have a role to play in this? And it's amazing how often I hear no, 
But I could get distracted with that thinking, oh, if I'm a really good friend, I'll help her save herself from that, that jerk of a boyfriend or whatever that thing is where I spread my energy out in all these different directions. And then I wonder why my projects that I care about aren't going forward fast enough because my energy is so diluted with all these oh. people I quote care about. Yeah, that's a really important message for quite a few people that I know. Can you say that even in a different way? I yeah. wonder why my own projects aren't flourishing and it's because my energy is so diluted and or distracted, right? Dispersed. But can you just even say it another way? Because there's yeah, yeah. so think of it say, as listen to this section. <laughs> <laughs> listen, think about it as if you got just for simplicity's sake, a hundred units of energy gets given to you a day. And if 40 of those units of energy are utilized, you know, for your kids, for your pets, for your friend, for your neighbor, because you're always monitoring if you put the trash cans on your side of the driveway or all these silly little things where think of it as you're giving pieces of your power away, your mm. energy that can be moving your locomotive forward for mm. your projects, your passions forward. It gets so diluted and so spread out that sometimes when I look at people's energy, it just looks like you're pouring water on a tabletop. It just goes in every direction at once. And of course, nothing's moving forward. It's way too diluted. Mm -hmm. And so what I start asking those clients is start recalling your energy. I'll have them close their eyes. And I'm like, think of people that you sent your energy out to where you're more invested than they are in the result. And we always have a bunch of those, right? Mm -hmm. Start pulling that energy back like a retractable vacuum cleaner cord. Just mm -hmm. pull it back, pull it back. And people will usually take a deep breath when they start getting more of their own capacity back so because good. they're calling their energy home. Yeah. And then yeah. making more conscious decisions about, is this where I want to invest my energy? And mm -hmm. is it what's be what I'm being asked to do? Or would mm -hmm. I just think I should do to be the good wife, girlfriend, neighbor, daughter? Yes. Yeah, so good. And then I imagine that also would work for another scenario. Well, many, but like where we're kind of looping and playing the scene over and over and over yes. again in our mind. So in other words, we're hooked in someone else's field and it's right. like, take it back, right? Like I recently had to do this in, in a particular um, dynamic that I was uh, in. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, and, it, and I was like, wait, they're not even aware that I'm looping, like just right. unhook from them. And I mean, literally just the idea of, of that allowed me to then call my energy back. And I was no longer feeding that. They never knew what happened. We continue and go on as life is normal. But now yep. I'm back in my authentic power. Well, and I think it, a lot of that has to do with the unhealed places in us from childhood yeah. or where we get triggered. And my, my, I was in session the other day and this, this client, her spirit gave her this brilliant visual of a fish hook just floating by in the water. She's like, are you going to just go out and bite that? Cause you're just so used to doing it, you know, because your mom always made you responsible every time she was unhappy. Mm -hmm. So now your daughter's unhappy and you want to jump in there and convince her why she needs to do it a certain way. Why it isn't your fault mm -hmm. that she's unhappy. That's just an old pattern playing out. Mm -hmm. Right. You can see the fish hook. You don't have to take that bait. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? I have a question that might be on a personal okay. level. And this is just a funny thing. I can't even believe I'm going to ask. <laughs> um, oh, this is really tricky waters. I have been advised that I did not take the advice to dumb down what I say because the average bear cannot relate. Maybe this person couldn't relate. I don't know. But this person's also like a, by title, a master coach in a really big organization, like fancy schmancy right. titles and, right. and um, visibility and power um, and influence, right? So there's all of that. And my friend means well, trying to do right by me, but like... 
no one understands what you're actually saying. So you just want to dumb it down and speak in like, you know, five-year-old terms. I didn't right. follow that advice, but I guess my question, and I, my last year, my business was stronger and better than it had been in years. And so I was like, okay, we're going to survive. <laughs> we're going right. to make it to this awakening. Like, all right, I don't have to go, you know, live with my mom forever. Um, yeah. But um, because I didn't know at the time, it was just like, okay, I don't fit into what it once was, but I don't know what's coming. And we're kind of still in that space on some way. And I know a lot of us feel that way. But my yeah. question is, is it possible to because I'm kind of convinced now that like 90% of my old community mm -hmm. from two and a half plus years ago, they're never, they might not ever want what I, what I'm throwing down, but is right. it possible to elevate them energetically? Or is that again, one of those, that's not my business. Don't even think about it. If I just continue to embody the truth that wants to come through and be expressed as me, those who are meant to find it will, and those who aren't won't, and just let go of any thoughts that it needs right. to be any different. That's really how I've been operating. But I'm just curious, is there anything to do that would open up maybe some of the dense cracks of maybe the fifth graders? Okay. Or so is that just ridiculous? Spirit, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you because your spirit is already talking. And I'm trying to good. listen to both of you at the same good, time. Good, good, good. <laughs> so what your spirit said is you have an old pattern of wanting to bring everybody along whether it's everybody in your family, everybody you love. She's like, that's who you are. Like, that's the Michelle ways. If you love them, bring them all along because you feel bad if somebody's left out. Always. It's very heart-based and very sweet, but she's like, that's who you've always been. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And what she said is you're still trying to do that now and it doesn't make sense. If you, let's say you're a 10th grader, right? So somebody comes to you who's who's in seventh or eighth grade, who's made a lot of money doing that, like you say, who's this master teacher and coach and says, hey, come speak at the fifth grade level because you can help those fifth graders become sixth graders. And there's more of them than there are ninth graders. So you'll make more money, you'll have more mass appeal. But it feels like a wobble because it's not, you're not being loyal to yourself to do that. You're yeah. betraying yourself. And your spirit said, what he hooked into for you was that old pattern of take everybody along that you can or as many people as you can. Yep. And so my one of my guides is reminding me, I did a, a, a retreat recently and I was channeling in front of this large group and somebody asked the question and all these guides came in that were very high above their, their spirits. And one of the questions was, do we have to reach some sort of critical mass where the older souls, you know, there's enough of us that are awakened that it sort of tips the scales. And they said, that's a very linear 3D way of thinking of it. And they mm -hmm. said, we want you to think of it as an upward spiral. There are more awakened people now than ever before on this planet, but there are also more old souls than ever who are starting to awaken. And they said, think of it in terms of waves. So it's, you'll get a wave here yeah. And then it inspires all these other groups and they produce big waves and big arcs of waves in the spiral, which mm. fuels the whole upward spiral. Mm. So there isn't a critical mass tipping point. It is this whole thing that's already moving up and it's be responsible for the wave that you came here to inspire. That I'm riding, <laughs> ride yeah. the cosmic wave. You ride it like a surfer for sure. But, but when I, you know, when I'm working with a whole group and I raise the vibration really high, I will say to them, ride the wave. Right. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I get messages from my spirit, or I can feel this, or I know what is true for me. And it's like the more people that you awaken in that way, mm -hmm. then they go out and do that somewhere else. So it, I, your spirit is saying it's less about the numbers and more about doing what you came here to do yeah. and who you came here to be. Yeah. Right. And you have to be loyal to that 
And then the rewards will always follow because the, the greatest reward is that sense of fulfillment and a knowing of resonance. Yes. I, right? The resonance with my soul. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and this is where like when people say like, what do you want? Like, what's your vision? What's your big like dream for the future? I'm like, I want to be right with God. That's it. Yep. Honest to God. Like I want to be living more of a dharmic way of being than a karmic yeah. way of being. Right. I feel like I've done so much of that and I've learned through so much fire and, and I've enjoyed that also because I didn't know it was fiery until I realized there was a whole other way called grace. Um, but, and but your spirit has just jumped in and said that now because of where you are, karma takes on a different meaning. So Ooh. I want to ask her what she means by that. Okay. Yes, so let's just see. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> I you were going to go be channeling. <laughs> I know this is so great. Oh, she's okay. got some things to say. Okay. <laughs> so she's saying that karma now means for you, um, what she calls immediate contracts, meaning people she's drawing into you now based on how high a vibration you've achieved within the last day or week or month or year. So they're ongoing karmic contracts based on your awakening and other people's awakening. And, oh, each of us got to this level at this same point. So now our souls create these more instantaneous and immediate karmic contracts. And it might be like you and I, how our paths cross, right? And, and then it might be that you outgrow a karmic connection within a week or a day. Oh, right? My spirit's so good and so wise because <laughs> in the last like two and a half years, the same timeline, I have had like these really strong connections and they have definitely been karmic, you know? And it's just like, I grew the most, I expanded and evolved the most. And then when it was complete, it was complete. And there's no hard feelings. It's not like it had, right. to, it had to end in drama. It was just like, we're good. Right. And so, yeah. yes. And now I'm watching them coming in even quicker. There's like a male in my life right now. And I'm like, I don't feel like that might be like real future. In fact, we can ask my spirit right now. Like he feels a little, yeah, it's, I don't want to say anything, He's, but there's the, okay. What your spirit says about that. Cause we're not mm -hmm. going to out anybody on your show, mm -hmm. but right there's, but she said, there's one element that he's modeling for you that she wants you to include in your creation. When you put out to the universe, what yeah. I want, there's one sliver he's bringing in that you hadn't thought to consider. And she wanted you to notice it. Yeah. It's, it's, got it? it's yeah, I got it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. okay. Thank you for okay. that. That's so good. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, it's so funny. I but so now was... you thank him for that. And you're yes. like, thank you for bringing me that. And then sometimes what I'll do is I'll put that person, a visual of them in a hot air balloon and they just drift out of my experience. And mm. then there's no, you don't have to have any conflicts. They just get carried away, right? They just lose interest in you. It's just, they forget about you, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. I feel a little selfish that I've kind of, you know, spent some time on me and I don't typically do that these days on the show, but thank you for your generosity and thank you to my oh, spirit for, for jumping in and making herself be heard. <laughs> that is so cool. I love getting to know myself in a multidimensional capacity. It is so beautiful yes. and it's so expansive and exhilarating, right? And what it does for me, Christine, is it takes away any fear around death in the physical sense, right? Absolutely. I'm like, oh, we're having a party, right? Beyond this life or beyond this physical vessel. I want to care for this vessel. I want to treat her well and, and live as vibrantly as possible. But it really just, just really makes it so poignant uh, that there's so much more beyond the veil. Yeah, this this vessel is just the, the the car you were given to drive in to get you to where you want to go, right? So you want to have all these experiences in this lifetime of awakening this many people through your show, of touching mm -hmm. this many people's hearts in, in in these different ways through your podcast, through your shows, through all your offerings. And that body is what allows you to do that. 
Exactly. And so then there's that like, oh, well, I want to take good care of my car and I, and everything. And not that your body should be like a car, but it's this, this idea of taking care of that, which serves you and your body is there to serve you. Well, it's so, so beautiful that you say that. And I imagine that my spirit wants to chime in right now, but um, back on (laughs) June 15th, I got COVID. I think I got COVID. I tested as a positive, but these tests, you know, they're a little tricky. And so, um, so, but I got it for a very specific reason. It was to completely surrender me physically so that I would finally and for all quit the smoking that I was still doing at night in secrecy, ah, which yes. is also a barrier of intimacy and all the things, right? And so, and I'd been yes. doing that on and off, mostly on since I was about 14, 15 years old, 14. So anyway, um, but at that time, my soul showed up through the soles of my feet and it looked almost like um, lightning in the sky that was all kind of frenetic yeah. and, um, and it begged me to quit smoking. And I was literally with tears streaming down my face. Like, do I really have to, I mean, I was so sick, chills, sweats, shaking, and still like, do I have to, that's how much <laughs> I was still relying on that for my coping. Right. Which I didn't even know it was coping. I was like, doesn't alter the mind. Hmm. Right. And, um, and my soul then took on like a beautiful, flowy, like almost coagulated form, like billowy cloud almost. And it just like, so. and then it was clear to me that like, I can't do what I came here to do because my soul needs to be in a vessel that's healthy and the soul but- emanates the body. And so can you, listen, you get to choose. You don't have to quit smoking, but if you want to do what you came here to do when your time is now, like it's now you've been preparing for this is, this is, this is when it really happens. Do you want it? And I was just like, okay. And I haven't since, and I never will because I know it was my soul. So for those who are still thinking that you can get away with, you know, harming your body in the ways that we do. And I get it. Life is hard, but there's other ways to cope. And that's what Christine can help you with. But did anything come through on that as I was sharing that story? Yeah. So your, your spirit said that she wants you to understand that it wasn't a judgment of you, right? When she was saying you need to do this, she said that it, she wanted you to understand that how, when you, when you smoke, you're also shutting down your heart chakra a little bit. Yeah. So it feels like a type of protection and soothing but it really is feeling like a little bit of insulation or barrier. Yeah. And that it's, so some people say, oh, smoking is a sign of self-hatred, self-loathing, lack of self-love. And I sometimes, but I really think it, it more often is just saying, I don't feel safe. So I'm going to close down my heart chakra. That was me. So for someone like you who walks around wide open all day long, right? Not realizing you're this, you're like a little, a little firecracker sparkler, right? All these little emanating light beams coming off of you. Of course, people are drawn to that because it's not what they have, right? So that weighs you down and you're picking up other people's energy all the time. And you don't, you didn't know how at that time to clear yourself from it. So by the end of the day, you do want to close up a little bit and be protective. And that cigarette is that reassuring thing. Don't worry, I've got you. We'll close you off a little bit. Yeah. And that's just amazing too, because it was always in the night and it would be like three, four, sometimes more in a row and um, like just chain. And, and it usually would be after I close up my laptop. I don't, again, haven't since June 15th. And I, I can't imagine I will again in this life because I'm just too awake, but which I'm right. so, so grateful for to be done with that. But, um, but I'd close up my laptop from leading groups and I hadn't yet fully been aware of just how much I leak or I'm available, not leak, but be available for right. Swiss cheese. Yeah. And so I was like, either eat a bunch of ice cream or go smoke a bunch of cigarettes. And so I was like, finally like, Oh, that's what that was. 
And so, yeah, just becoming more mindful of how we feel, what are we feeling? <laughs> you know, here's, just, a, here's another some, way. Yes. And how can we start to measure? So here's another way to think of it. My spirit gave me this analogy a long time ago. If you walk through a smoky bar and you carry three things, and the first thing is a piece of metal. And the second thing is a piece of wood. And the third thing is a piece of tissue paper. And you just walk through the smoky bar and you come outside. The metal doesn't smell at all like cigarette smoke. And the wood, maybe a tiny bit. And the tissue paper stinks. Yeah. If you're an older soul, you're tissue paper. You're porous and you're meant to be. Things mm -hmm. are supposed to move through you. You're supposed to have the ability to adapt quickly and mm -hmm. light up and move a lot of energy through you. Mm -hmm. So you, a denser physical body doesn't serve you, but you are more energetically sensitive. Mm -hmm. So people who grew up being told you're too much usually are very energetically sensitive. And that radiance was a lot for people. Yeah. So they taught them to dim it down, just like this well-meaning friend of yours saying, dim it down. Yeah. Appeal to the masses. Piece of wood's just pretty. It's not in the way. This tissue paper is kind of fluttering in the breeze, right? And and so, but to see yourself as that porous, mm. I you know I always say to some of my my teenage clients, like think of yourself like a giant sea sponge. What are you absorbing when you go to high school? And they're like, oh God, everybody's insecurities, right? So we teach them to kind of armor up, shield up, so that you're yeah. not picking up and how to cleanse your energy. And that's why I started teaching the monthly classes. Like I need to make this so automatic for people. And we have to talk about it every month. Like here's how you would clear. If you're going to the DMV, how do you want to protect yourself? If you forget to shield yourself, how do you cleanse yourself when you get home from a family dinner, right? All those different things till you just do it time and time again. So it becomes more second nature to just practice this good energy hygiene. So you get to vibrate higher all the time and live as your more authentic self. Mm, so good. Even just you saying it, like I'm in such full resonance of just like, I just was like, yes, I want to be fully intact. I want to be in my power and I want to be clear and connected. And that's, I think yeah. the, the most important thing. And especially as we all know, 2024 is just the beginning of a lot of acceleration, a lot of intensification and and, and, and on so many levels, I'm excited by this, you know, it's like, I'm an, yeah. aw I'm awed by this. Like we're here for the, maybe the biggest shift in the evolution of human consciousness. Oh, ever, for sure. Right. Like, yes, yes. Yes. I mean, are you, do you ever experience any fear? Are you excited? Do you kind of balance both? Like, I don't, I don't have any fear because I have never experienced so many awake people and energetically sensitive people coming to me at once that when mm. I'm teaching them to do energy healing and try to hear their spirit and get messages at the same time. I'm having people that used to take three or four months to get a message from their spirit. And now in three or four days, they're getting a message from their mm. spirit. I'm like, these people all just didn't get brilliant, right? It's not, it's that population as a whole. We're in one of those, those swells, those yes. waves up. That's just gonna, it, we're just gonna keep riding it, right? And so to me, it's, it's all good. It can only be all good, right? Mm. It's so beneficial for us. And I just want to ride the wave. And if it doesn't, and I always taught my kids, you know, if it feels, if it feels bad, it is bad. Meaning if it feels heavy, back away until you get clarity. And the first thing you do is clear everybody else's energy off you. So, cause that's like static on the line interfering with your connection with your spirit. Okay. Let me see if I got this correct. If I'm feeling heavy or dense, or just kind of bogged down energetically. And I'm like, but all is well, like the bills are yeah. paid. The roof is over my head, got tummy food and tummy. Why do I feel sad or down or whatever? All right. Clear my energy start there, right? Just being aware of like, okay, where have I been recently? What have I absorbed recently? What have I ingested either mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, all of those things. Is that yeah. fair? Yes. Um, yes. And, and then driving to go is one of, these... one of the things where I pick up a lot of, of frustration and driving. angst and anxiety yes. from people when we're driving. 
Yeah. So I always put myself in a protective bubble and I just ask, you know, please shield me from any energy that is not healthy for me. That's perfect. That's what I was just going to ask you as we begin to close, like what would we, what could we try on? So that's it right there. Yep. Please shield me from any energy that's not healthy for me. Easy enough. Right. Please shield me from any energy that is not healthy for me. And we can do that before we get in the car. We can do that before we get on an airplane. We can do that before we walk into yes. the DMV, a hospital, yes. <laughs> you know, a, a, an office building, um, a concert studio. I mean, I think about like the the, the Super Bowl this weekend. I'm like, oh, so yeah. much energy, right? Exactly. You and but, I are so. But I want to point. I want to point to too something else that that. When you said that after a class you're teaching, because it can also happen over Zoom, you don't pick oh, up yeah. as much energy as if you're in front of somebody, but you still pick up energy. So if For you're sure. in front of a whole class and they're counting on you to be brilliant and inspiring, they're they're sort of offering a trade. Like Michelle feeds us the good high light vibrational energy. And then we kind of hand her back the stuff that's like, but what about this worry? But what about this fear I have? What about this limiting belief? And your job is to sort of be the transformer of those things and, and help them but you don't realize how much you kind of walk away with like their litter all in your energy field. So good. And I don't know if you just could feel this, but I literally just put the wall between us because you taught me how to do that before, which yep. I imagine you will teach in classes. So I'm not going to, I want people to find <laughs> out how to do that through you. Yeah. But yeah, right. Like you were like, okay, I'm going to open my heart to you and I want you to see if you can feel it. And then I'm going to close. I'm going to put like a, a clear glass almost like between us. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she's closed off. And then you're like, okay, now you do it. And so then I got to to try on both, but I also got to experience what it's like to feel what it feels like to know that I'm protected, the, to know right. that I have put either a barrier, again, I can still give, but I'm just not open to receiving unless I want it. So right. again, please shield right. me from any energy that is not healthy. Yeah. And as somebody who's coming to complain or who's negative, even if they're, they're just telling you about complaining about the news, right? They're not even complaining about you per se, but it's like, it doesn't help me to take that on for them. Mm -mm. doesn't lighten their load at all. And it's just kind of polluting my energy field. So I can just drop, imagine dropping a sheet of glass between us. So they, I'm saying the same words. I'm radiating my light out to them because I want them to feel like sunlight. They don't even know the difference. You knew the difference. One, you're energetically sensitive. But two, I said, I'm going to drop a sheet of glass. And you were like, whoa, I just felt that. But if, if I got on the Zoom that way, or if while you're in the middle of a rant about how awful politicians are, I did that, you wouldn't have even noticed because you would have been busy ranting, right? So people can, mm. I teach my clients to do it all the time and their family, their friends, their coworkers, they never even know, but then they feel safe. Mm, and that's it is like my whole intention right now with fire and soul and everything I do is helping all of us awaken to our own divine power, whatever that remembrance is for each of us. It's going to be different depending on how many lives we've had and where we are on that sort of trajectory of, you know, grade school all the way up to, to, to senior. And, um, and that, I love that analogy, by the way, are you putting that in the book? Cause it's so good. <laughs> it's so easy to understand. Cause then I'm not judging and there's no hierarchy, right? There's right. no more divisiveness or separation on anyone, especially my family. Right. Yeah. And so, so, and, and, and some of them are probably beyond me to be honest, but like, I keep expecting to fit a round hole in a square peg. And it's like, but if no, you, you're not if you meant go to. If you go back to that analogy and let's say you're in 10th grade and, and you have a cousin who you think is wonderful and she's lovely and you just want to introduce her to this stuff and she's in fourth grade and you mm -hmm. go to her and you say, we're going to use a math analogy, even though math is not my, my specialty, but you go to her and you say, I want to teach you calculus. Did you know you could do math with numbers and symbols like square? And she looks at you and goes, are you insane? We just learned our times tables and I know you have to use numbers. You're not going to be able to convince her 
She's not going to be able to convince you, but you're going to torture each other as you try to, quote, save her by introducing her to calculus, which you think is going to liberate her, but mm -hmm. she's not ready for it. So it's just going to confuse her. Gotcha. Right. And when you were in fourth grade, if I'd met you and tried to convince you that you should do calculus, it would have just messed with your head. Right. So mm -hmm. it's it's the appropriateness of no judgment. There's yeah. people that are right behind you and you're modeling the way for them. And you're going to meet people who are ahead of you and they're going to model the way for you. And that's that wave, that crest, right? Okay. I have a follow-up and I know we are, we're, okay. we're at time. The follow-up <laughs> is this, I'm just so excited by this conversation is it seems to me that the responsibility, the accountability on just for the betterment of all of humanity would be on the one that is, that, that needs to be aware. Okay. I might be in 10th grade. Let's just say. They're not. I, so right. how can I attune to where they are without making them feel bad about what they are not meant to know in this life, right? Like your spirit is saying, feel for areas of common resonance. Yes. It doesn't just course. mean the topics you agree on. It means when you start to talk about something and you feel that person kind of sigh into it, right? It's mm. like, oh, that's a thing that is easy and comfortable for us to both talk about. Neither of us is betraying ourselves. I'm not denying that calculus exists. I'm not asking her to deny that, you know, math should be done with numbers. Here's something that we can connect on, right? So I, I will connect with people on pets, on hiking and loving nature. It's kind of hard to take a stance against those things, right? And it's something that I can be in support of that person. They can be in support of me. Mm -hmm. And we're finding those areas of resonance because all humans have areas of resonance, right? So mm -hmm. it's just, you get, once you know that's your goal, now you're not trying to be the people pleaser and you're not trying to just suppress yourself or play it small. You're using your wisdom yeah. to feel for areas of resonance. And mm -hmm. I will be standing in front of somebody at a, you know, a cocktail party and I'm thinking, oh God, I have nothing in common with this guy. He sells cars and I could care less about cars or whatever. And my spirit will drop in, ask him about his son and mm -hmm. ask him about his son playing sports. And I'll be like, oh, do you have kids? Do you have a son? My son played a lot of sports. And all of a sudden his whole body lights up because his son just got drafted into the MLB and right. And that, and he walks away with this positive remembrance of that interaction. And we stayed real clear about from what I did because he was not going to be open to that. Right. So, so finding those areas of resonance when you, when that's your goal, your spirit can help you do that. That's so beautiful. I love that. And it reminds me of something that I just did recently. Um, there's a bunch of us that go to the dog park every single night, five, six nights a week. There's like 12 of us and our dogs, mm -hmm. everyone's off leash and it's in Calabasas, which you know. And so it's very safe. And um, and it's amazing that they have this beautiful park. That's not a dog park, but we treat it like a dog park. <laughs> but there's this one woman who she she eye contact would be way too much for her in any mm -hmm. conversation with anyone, I think even her husband. And so, and so and there's a whole bunch of married couples. So no one will ever know who I'm talking about. But like, my okay. point is, is that I was like, why doesn't she talk to me? Why doesn't she like me? I was like, because I'm so direct. Like, I'm just going to come right in and like, <laughs> expect you to be comfortable with that. Right. And so what I heard about six months ago was talk to her, but don't face her and don't ever try to have eye contact with her, but just find the common ground. Right. And so before I'm getting the chills, as I say, which is always my team, just like, yes, yeah. yes, that's, that's right. Yes. And, um, and so I could feel her opening and relaxing with me. She still doesn't have a whole ton of eye contact with me, but I completely shifted that a, anything was happening between us. Nothing was right. She just wasn't comfortable in that sort of communication style with anyone. And so, but I had to, ego had to take a step back because I was like, no, she's going to do eye contact with me. Oh, that oh, was me yeah. being attached to an outcome of how she needed to be. And I was like, no, meet her where she is. 
because that will help the whole group feel more connected and we will all feel better together, right? Instead of me creating a little story that somehow she doesn't like me or won't talk to me. And it was like, it wasn't true at all. She just wasn't comfortable with how direct I can be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So as soon as, as soon as you said that you basically commandeer this dog park, which by the way, when I lived in, in Agora Hills, we did the same thing <laughs> to an elementary <laughs> school. So we, we created our own dog park. And, and, and so as soon as you started talking about that, your spirit said to me, the person had a lot of trauma and childhood abuse. Mm. And she sees eye contact as a direct threat. Mm. And what she said to you is, when, when something doesn't make sense to you, right? When your ego mind goes, she should look at me. She should do this. She said, ask your spirit, ask your heart, what, what would compassion do right now? And she said, that will give you the answer because compassion would seek to make her comfortable and feel included, even though it's hard for her to do it. Yeah. So compassion has been the medicine that keeps showing up that I am supposed to take and ingest regularly. Um, so thank you for that, because that feels like the most important thing I was supposed to hear today, because I can feel it, yeah. um, and which is another reason I'm not smoking. So my heart actually has the possibility to be open and full of compassion. So thank you. Yeah. Well, and now you're, you're, you have a different way of protecting yourself and dealing with what you pick up energetically yeah. and, and smoking really was a balm for you in that way. Yeah, I know. So instead of making yourself wrong of, I knew it was wrong and I did it all these years, I would say that was the coping tool I had and not a coincidence that within a few weeks of you giving up one, the better, higher version of a coping tool comes into you. Mm. Right. The universe mm. loves to provide for that way. Cause that was your act of faith to say, okay, out of compassion for my body that's trying to take care of me, I'm going to give up smoking. And then the universe says, by the way, here's a better tool. Mm. What is the better tool that you're talking about? Shielding your energy and oh, cleansing yourself. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, yes. But six months later, but yes, yes. Yeah. I was like, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Six <laughs> months later. Well, seven months later. Yeah. Um, but I already knew, like, it was so funny. I was like, who's going to be the person that teaches me this? Yeah. And I was like waiting and like, and then, but I'll tell, I'll tell you, I went through a whole six months, June to the end of December. I had to reconcile and reclaim every adolescent feeling and emotion and a need and need that went unnoticed and unacknowledged because I would just smoke it away. So yes. all those really weird growing pains and feeling like you don't belong and body dysmorphia and all that, it didn't get a chance to actually really ever express or be integrated, right. not fully, of course not. So I was like finding myself in these most immature conversations with women friends. And I was like, whoa, it's because my 14 year old was running the show because she finally had a chance to, to express. And then by the turn of the year, I mean, this is so honest, but whatever, I'm honest on this show, By the turn of the year, I was like, that's complete. There's going to be other things for sure. I'm not a perfect human being, but man, I'm really doing the work. And I feel so proud of that, right? Like my soul, my spirit is like, Okay, like we're, we're going to do things a little differently now. So yes, this is when you show up. Yeah, well, and I think one of the questions that I have my clients ask themselves is, which version of me is showing up? And I don't mean version like, oh, the happy me, the people pleaser. I mean, what age? Mm -hmm. And is it future Michelle that says, mm -hmm. let's invest in our body? Or yeah. is it, like you said, 14-year-old Michelle? And it's not that 14-year-old Michelle is wrong. It's what did you need to hear at that time yeah. or express? I'm going to do it through journaling and mm -hmm. step through that stage. Right. Mm -hmm. And because you can act it out in conversation with friends, but then a lot of times there's cleanup work to do afterwards. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we can acknowledge like, oh, what version of me is showing up? What age is getting triggered right now? Journal about that. Sit in meditation with that. 
bring that in. I mean, to me, I, I think of that as spiritual courage, mm. right? When we're like, this isn't the cleanest, that. highest current version of me, but let me go give her what she needed or, or she needed to be seen or heard or witnessed in some way. Let me go do that now as the adult version of me. So that gets healed and released. That is so beautiful. Thank you for that. We've gone all over the place on this, <laughs> this interview. Yeah, but, but honestly, it's really all about riding the cosmic wave, yeah. right? And increasing our capacity to embody spiritual courage. It's something around, something along those lines. This has just been so beautiful. And learning the art of self-healing, right? And or energetic um, hygiene. Uh, yeah. So this has been just so delicious. And I know um, it's going to be a favorite uh, is there anything as we begin to close now for reals that you wish you would have been asked or that you feel needs to be shared? I think I would just, and, and probably you've said this before, other guests have that if we start orienting our daily life to what is happening for me, instead mm -hmm. of what if, what is happening to me, mm -hmm. then instead of getting upset, we get curious. Mm -hmm. That's sort of the magic sauce, right? That's the elixir that has us turn inward and go, you know, sometimes I go, really spirit? That seemed like a good idea, right? But but I'm saying it chuckling and going, okay, explain to me how this is good for me because I am not getting it and I don't want to shut down, but this makes no sense to me. And that's part of what you were describing as a spiritual exhaustion is really a mental exhaustion when you don't understand the spiritual signs. That's it. They're not clear enough. They're being withheld for right now, mm -hmm. right? And so then we just kind of spin a little bit in ourselves. And so that, that, that mental weariness and emotional weariness, sometimes we just kind of ask like, what is the best medicine for me right now? Mm -hmm. Right. And for emotional weariness, it's usually nature sitting in a bathtub because water will, will help infuse you with more energy and it soothes. So there's, uh, and for mental exhaustion and mental weariness, it's usually something like reading a book that you've already read. Mm -hmm. So it's a comfort to you mentally, mm -hmm. right? Something like that, or a sitcom that you love, right? Mm -hmm. People watch old episodes of, you know, old funny, you know, funny TV shows from way back when, because it's soothing to them mentally. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. After all that hard work of the reconciling the 14 year old and all of her emotions for six months over the holiday break, which I didn't really have a break, but all I wanted to do was watch, rewatch the entire series of Ted Lasso. Because <laughs> it's just so pure and innocent, and yes, just so, yes. so beautiful. Um, okay, I love that. Thank you for that. Now, you mentioned this class. I think you have one coming out that in February, this will have surpassed when it actually comes out, but they can still pick it up, right? Right. So every month I teach this class, super low price. So everybody can just drop in whenever mm -hmm. and you can, they're all the recorded ones are going to be put up on the website. So you can go, you go watch them if you miss them, but it is called your energy matters because mm -hmm. your energy really matters. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, and it's all the things that matter to your energy field. And, and we're just going to talk about cleansing and shielding and all the different ways you can notice and protect yourself and feel clean and clear so you can vibrate the highest and feel the best emotionally and physically all the time. Oh, gosh, this is so needed in the world right now. I mean, absolutely needed. So I'm going to encourage everyone to pick it up. I think it's like, what, 20 something bucks. I it's mean, 25 bucks. Yeah, I, like I made nothing. it like Starbucks cheap, right? This is your two coffees. And because I want it to be something that's a, that's a hell yes and a no brainer. And, and in the, in the summer I teach once a year, I teach a class on how to actually hear your spirit and all the steps. And that's a, you know, that's a much bigger comprehensive class. But if you, if you get on my email list, you'll get notices of that. If that is appealing to you and, and you can really feel it calling to you. And I teach energy healing and all these sorts of things, but 
you know, just jump on the on the email list for the for the short class and just get a feel. It gives it's also a gateway for people to get used to hearing me channel. Because yeah. if somebody asks a question, usually before I can even answer, their spirit is answering, just like your spirit was jumping in today. <laughs> and then I just can't help myself. I'm like, guess what your spirit is saying about that, right? But but I think that that, that chance for people, like you get the those chills, right? And that is the, mm. your spirit's most common way of letting you know that it's a, it, what happens is they, they wave a wave of energy through mm. your body. So it's either going to feel like a wave or it'll feel like chills or it'll feel like a little shiver. It's and that's right your spirit. Yeah. yeah. It's your spirit saying, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, Pay yes. Attention. <laughs> that's what, right. And, and some people will tear up and that mm -hmm. is saying, yes, this is my deeper truth. Mm. right it's your spirit feeling heard like that's yes, what will happen for witnessed. me too yes okay. yes that happened a couple times today even in our conversation I got a little yeah. teary and I was like yeah oh this is such truth my soul my spirit needed this today this has been yeah. so good okay so so where's the best place for anyone who's curious about learning to either do a session with you or get the this your energy matters class or anything else they want to pick up from you so my website is christinelang.org and it's everything is there. There's also guided meditations that are there for free that'll help you get messages about other things, not just body symptoms. So there's there's all different free resources that you can get on there too. Okay, this has been amazing. Well, I know I'm going to be seeing you again soon, maybe in Colorado this summer, but I'm just most grateful for the fact that our spirits decided to like reunite right now yes. at this season in our life. And you've got a book coming out next year and with a really fancy agent and the whole thing. So <laughs> what people don't realize, and I'm getting the chills as I say this, it's so beautiful. Divine tingles is what I call them, is yes. um, you are about to explode, right? And And you know it, you can sense it, I can sense it. And it's just so beautiful to connect with you now and here and, and to nurture this friendship, this connection and this service, this medicine that you're offering, because we'll, we'll continue to have you back as, as often as you are available for, for that. Oh, and, thank you. and I'm honoring your journey. You know, it's, it takes a lot of courage to, to listen to the calls that you heard after I'm sure the debt, the time, the investment, the resources, what would others think? I'm going to leave like law to go do that and and so to be here now all these years later and for it to be such divine timing yeah it's right when humanity needs you most so i want to say thank you for who you be oh, in the world thank you for for having me it's 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 an honor to witness you doing the same kind of up leveling that i feel like there's some days i feel like there's a fire hose pointed at my back like shoving me into this next you know expansion and I think a lot of people feel that way. It's yeah. such a time of rapid acceleration where relationships are ending and opportunities are, are coming and going. And there's just a lot of intensity. So it's nice to meet a fellow traveler who's who's riding the same wave and trying to do it as gracefully as I am. Girl, we got to get our like, you know, sequins. Our surfboards. Yeah. <laughs> I want some cool goggles. Oh, yeah. But I can see us. Oh, man. This and so much more, my friend. We're just this. Oh. We are at the very beginning of a lot of yes. magic that we get to co-create together. And I'm just so excited Absolutely. and grateful. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank right, you for having friend. me. Thank you for coming on Fire and Soul. Most grateful. Oh, so exciting. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.